Hello and good morning. How are you doing today? What's going on, Arrow? Absolutely fantastic. Dude, this has got to be exciting for you to reach out into the world of radio as well as streaming and to share your journey. Well, man, it's really a dream come true. And uh, honestly, I don't know if I ever saw this for myself, you know. And so the fact that it's happening and at the rate that it's happening, it's just really mind-blowing, man. It's awesome. I'm over here in Charlotte, which is just a little bit away from Chattanooga. But, man, I'm so glad that you are staying authentic to that southern accent. And I hope you never lose it because we need that to keep <laughs> the South alive. You know that. Hey, I appreciate it, buddy. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> How have you used it to your advantage in music? Because it really does feel like that in, in, in any type of music, that Southern accent or that feeling from the dirt of the South is what makes our music authentic. Well, I think that's just going back to your upbringing, man. I really think that's that's who you are. And so when people hear me talk like this or they hear the way that I talk, it's just... You know, it's not me trying to put on some kind of front or anything like that. It's just who I am and how I was raised, you know. And so for me, uh, it's not, not anything I'm trying to force. It's just me being authentic. So I think that helps, you know, when writing music and recording music and all that stuff. I think it really plays a big factor. At the age of 23, you sound like an old soul in the way that you bring your voice to us. I mean, it's not one of those where you're trying to shove it at us. You you allow us to step into your moment. Where did you learn how to do that? Well, I've got older parents. My mom is 65 and my dad is 63. And so I've been able to, you know, kind of live a lot of life in, this, in these 23 years, you know. And I think that's really cool. I've, I've learned a lot about life and stuff that you know maybe people with younger parents didn't know or wouldn't know because they hadn't had the chance to live it out either mm-hmm. uh but i figured out what an aap card is you know way before anybody else would <laughs> so it's uh it's really really cool man really cool i think that's a big reason I, it's, it's almost like they're saying okay you're gonna get here one day but i but but enjoy what you're doing now but watch what we're doing so you can be prepared for it that's right. That's right. exactly what they're doing. And I think that makes great parents. So shout out to them. One of the things that you're very good at is is listening. And, and so many people don't phys- physically listen to what's going on around them. Is it because you love to write music or is it because you're tapping into what we're doing in our everyday world so that you can relate with us? I traveled in a group in college and um, the, the group is called Voices of Mobile. And the director was Roger Breland, who directed a group called Truth for a bunch of years, which was a big Christian group back in the 70s and 80s. And uh, he said the most important thing you can do is listen. You know, people can speak, they can talk all the time, and they can even say words with their facial expressions. But he's like, if you learn how to listen, it'll take you farther than anything else will in this life. So I've tried to hold true to that. You know, I think everybody's got something important to say everybody's got a message that they want to try to portray and you can learn a lot from just listening man so i think that's a big reason as to as to why i try to focus in on that you talk about those facial expressions you know how we are down here in the south all we have to do is look at you and you know exactly what we just said that's exactly right, man. You know all about it. <laughs> now, I, I, I love the fact that, that this year seems to be the year on NBC's The Voice where everybody has the most unique names and the stories that go with them. You've decided to put your last name as basically your whole entire branding image. That's right, man. And I think a big reason as to that is just because, you know, there's, it's like I said, my parents are older. Um, and there's not a whole lot of biases left, if you will. I've got one one grandparent left, 
And that's the last of the bias line. Mm. Uh, that's where it ends. And so for me, I want to continue on the bias legacy for my family and for my future kids, man. I want them to be proud to be a bias. I want them to wake up and say, man, I'm glad that my last name is bias. So that's, that's the big reason for it, man. I'm going to start a legacy, not only for me, but for my future kids. People need to hear that story because they're, they're not so in love with their family traditions like you are. And it, it feels so good to hear you talking like that because we the thing about it is none of us got here without them. And we have to have them exactly. in order to continue to grow forward. That's right, man. And if you don't remember where you come from, I think that's where you start to lose that authenticity that we talked about earlier. Mm. You started that guitar at a very early age. Do you still have that guitar? Because I still have my guitar that I got when I was 17 years old. Absolutely. Absolutely, I do. It's uh, it's not with me right now. It's actually at my parents' house. But, uh, yep, it's it's right there, man. It's, it's going to be special one day. I, I have to laugh at that because my dad would not let me have my guitar after I got married. And he said, because if you take that guitar... You're not coming home again. And and he says, that guitar is going to stay here so that you come home. You have something to play when you're here. But then, but, but when you leave, that guitar stays here. It's, it's not going home with you. Well, that's, that's really funny. And I think I'll take a little laugh at that too, because that's exactly what my dad said to me. He was like, you know, when you come home for Thanksgiving and we're all sitting around the piano, you can pull it out and you can play it. Uh, but until then, man, it's going to sit right here in this closet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, because it's a part of them as well. Because, I mean, even as a, as a, as a young child growing up in their household, that, I mean, that, that, that's their home, and you were invited into their home. You're absolutely right, man. It's a piece of, it's a piece of the legacy, if you will. That's mm-hmm. uh, another part of that legacy we were talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, is, is that something that we learned from Dolly Parton? Because she seems to be the same type of personality. Well, uh, I, I think that's just a lot of Southern people in general, yes. man. I think yep. they're just proud of, we're proud of where we come from, man. We're proud of our upbringing. And, you know, I don't think that's anything that we should shy away from. If anything, we should be presenting it more, especially in today's society, man. I think it's a kind of a lost cause, if you will. You know, people are trying to build their own lane and do their own thing, kids these days. And so, well, I say that like I'm, you know, older than I am kids these days, whatever. But it's it's the truth, man. I think they try to do their own thing and try to break away from their family where I'm as, you know, I want to be as close to my family as I can until the day that I die, you know? And, um, and I think that's just important. It is. You said something that really warmed my heart, and you said the land. We, we, you know, we. The land is so important as well. It's not just the four walls that make up the home, but the land. And and getting out in this forest in South Charlotte every day is so important to me because it. it they, I, I swear that as creative people, the universe is coming to us, and they're saying, "All right, okay, we're going to give you the energy now. Now do something with it." Do you feel the same way? Absolutely, man. And when I songwrite, I try to put myself in those positions to where I can be spoken to. That's another big thing about listening, man. They're not even having to say the word, the trees and the and the breeze that's blowing through. They're not having to say a thing. You just need to sit there and be patient enough to listen until you get something. And so for me, man, that's just that's a big part of who I am as a as a listener. And when there's no words being spoken at all, I'm still trying to find something yep. in the midst of the silence. You know, I think that's that's really cool. See, that that's what I call stream thinking in the way that, you know, I'll sit down with a writing instrument and a book and you just write whatever's on your mind because somewhere within that is going to come an inspiration for a song. 
That's right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I got to tell you something. Being, you know, you know, being here in the South, you know how we are. We always like to Bible thump down here. You met the pastor's daughter. Are you kidding me, dude? That isn't that a dangerous game? That is a very dangerous <laughs> game, but that's the game that I'm willing to play, baby. That's what. <laughs> listen, it's uh, you know, she's been great, man. She's been really awesome and supportive of my dream, even when I was at my worst, man. She saw me at my best, and now that I'm you know, like to say that I'm at my best. I'm at least moving to where I'd like to be. And she's still there supporting me every step of the way. It's so inspiring because at my own church, I have, uh, uh, I have Holly and Stephen Furtick and, and, and they met the same way. I mean, I mean, she was into God and he was into God. They came together and look at what they're doing to the world. Man, I didn't know you were at Elevation. That's really awesome. What a great, great establishment they have going on there, man. It's really cool to see. So now, singing in the church, my God, isn't that where storytelling starts? Because the pastor needs the worship band to not only just set up the stage, but to get our hearts cleared so new things can be planted. That's right. It's a it's a big deal, man. And I don't think that worship pastors around the, the world get enough credit for what they do. I think it's a very tough job because you're balancing so many different things beyond just setting up a set list for that Sunday and what you think that you can, you know, saying that would inspire people and touch their hearts. No, you're going beyond that. You're how, how can I, you know, how can I take care of my praise team? How can I take care of the band? Make sure that they're getting fed, make sure that they're being what they supposed they being all that they can be. Um, you know, and, and at their best. And so I think it goes beyond just planning a set list on a Sunday morning, you know. And so it's really, it was really cool to have that experience for myself because I think it just gives me that much more of an appreciation for what they do. Um, you know, now that I'm a full-time artist and, you know, I, I, I enjoyed my time being a full-time worship pastor, but I definitely see myself taking the full-time artist route now. And But like I said, it just makes me have so much more of an appreciation for what they do. But at, at 23, don't you see that what you're doing, especially on NBC's The Voice, that you have dropped the four walls of church and you've brought the word out to the people? You don't have to be a believer. Just feel where you've traveled in your journey and allow that to be the medicine. Well, that's what God's called me to, man. I think he's He's kind of setting things up to where I'm going to be able to minister outside the four walls of the church and, you know, be able to do it in a secular realm. You know, I think a lot of, Christians are scared about people going outside, but man, that's what, that's what Jesus did, man. He yep. didn't preach to all the perfect people in the world, man. When he was preaching on the sermon on the Mount, man, there was a bunch of messed up people out there. And so for me, that's what I see myself doing, man. I see myself going into these tough situations and being able to spread a light, you know, while still having a good time at the same time. Mm, 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 mm. See, one of my favorite stories is is when Jesus talks to the woman at the well. And rightfully, uh, you know, everybody else was like, why is he talking to her? They shouldn't be talking. There should be no conversation. But yet he took the time and she went back to her people and changed their lives. And if we could just be a little bit more like that, go talk to people that you would never really have a conversation with. Absolutely. You don't have to look like the next guy, you know, in order to just be able to share what's on your mind, share what's on your heart. And the cool thing about it is, is people that haven't been in church for all these years, I know what they're expecting to hear mm-hmm. because they don't know what to expect. And so for me, it's a, it's a fresh avenue. It's a fresh venue for me to go in and say, Hey, here's what I believe. Say it in a different way than maybe a church, you know, message would be brought. 
and uh and be able to really impact somebody's life because that's what that's what music's for man and i really do believe that that's what my artistry i want my artistry to represent that i just want to impact people's lives yeah. for the better my god i talk with all of these beautiful people from nbc's the voice they talk openly about god they're not afraid why would an actor be cancel cultured in because of his beliefs in christ well that's a great point man and to tell you the truth i um I think about that every day. Every day that I wake up, I'm like, how in the world have I not been canceled yet yeah. by you know doing this stuff? But I think that God creates those opportunities. He's the one that, that really is placing people in those positions to make an impact because he knows what the plan is. We don't know what the plan is. We're just, we're out here living in it and, and trying to do our best to, to glorify him. But at the end of the day, he's the one that's setting up those opportunities. So. I really respect the voice for allowing me to be able to do that. And I appreciate them for allowing me to be able to do it because it's a big part of my life, man. And I don't want that to go away just because I'm seeking an opportunity. And um, that's that's kind of where I draw my line, man. It says, you know, if, if an opportunity's taken away because I can't say what I want to say, then the opportunity was never meant to happen. From one true believer to another true believer, if you knew the plan, would you change it? Because that seems so human to want to change it. I wouldn't change it at all. You know, I've had a, a ton of hardships and even in this short, short lifetime, but I've had a, a ton of hardships that I've been able to only get through because I had him. And uh, so for me, you know, it's, it's like I'm giving back to him, you know, in a sense. He, he's given to me, man. He's given me this opportunity. So I have to... I have to be able to give back to him in order to glorify him and get more opportunities. <laughs> you being over there in Chattanooga, Tennessee, what kind of barbecue do you have? Because you know here in the South, we love our barbecue. Man, I went to college in Mobile, Alabama, and I'm <laughs> going to tell you something. I love me some Alabama barbecue and Alabama white barbecue sauce. Chattanooga's got to step their game up. We've got some terrible barbecue here, dude. Awful. Well, you got to come to Charlotte sometime on one of your little tours that you're going to be taking in the future so that we can have some of this because we have a battle here in this state. It's it's based on vinegar or or it's going to be some sort of like a like a, 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 a like a tomato paste. And so so right down the middle of the state, there's a war in our barbecue world. Well, I'll take the vinegar side of the state for sure. So you just let me know where that's at and I'll be there. <laughs> Bias, man, you come back to this show anytime in the future. The door is always going to be open for you. Well, I appreciate that, buddy. Thank you so much for having me on today. I really do appreciate it. Be brilliant today, okay? You as well, man. You already have.